Thanks for sticking around. We're going to launch right into Q&A with no delay is what I say. So let's do it today. Uh, I'm going to put that number up there, 360-447-8474. So go ahead and text in any cues or comments or concerns, whatever you got. Send it on in there, and we'll chat about it for a minute here. Uh, Somebody pointed out that 447 also spells his on the phone, so we got to figure out what the whole number spells, because that's pretty cool. It's not place. I already checked. Anyway, uh, good Sunday morning. Here comes, oh, speed demon himself, Bruce, leaping up. Don't trip and fall and hurt yourself. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you are allowed to run in church now. You are? Yeah, you're allowed to run in church because I just did. Oh, is that how it works? That's all? We can do as you do? <laughs> I used to get in trouble all the time for running in Burlington Lutheran Church when I was a kid. Really? See, because I thought it was something that you're supposed to do. Because at the end of every service, there's always some like just I have kid races going on. I always have gotten in trouble. You know, you don't run in church. So whenever I see kids running in here and I see the parents start to say, I, I always say, that's up to you because we don't mind if kids run in this I church. know. I kind of want to put a finish line up here. <laughs> just to Yeah. Guess. I like it. They, it just shows how comfortable they feel. I like that. I don't like... I like kids being kids in the church. Uh, uh-huh. Trains you to be authentic in uh-huh. your church, which instead of like, mm, this tie's a little tight and I don't know what mm-hmm. to say and I can't do it. I mean... Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, what a Sunday morning. That was a fun Sunday. That was Sunday. a really fun Sunday. It was a Sunday fun hey, day. Hey, and congratulations on the puppy. That's didn't, incredible. Didn't look like a puppy to me, though. It looked pretty uh, big. Yeah, but who knows how big it gets. You can ride it when they're full grown. Six get, months? For the Burger Suisse Blanc? Yes. Is that how you guys have to say it and be fancy? See, that's, why, that's why it is such a, a rare dog. You can, it makes a wonderful burger. Because usually <laughs> they just make okay hot dogs. <laughs> oh, no. No. Nope. Okay. Next. Anyway, uh, back to something that you did actually do good this morning. That is not that joke. Um, this was one of these sermons where I just, I hope everybody takes it home quite literally um, because this is, there's a lot going on in here and yet it's so simple, but it unpacks every day <laughs> that I can just hear, I can just hear each implication falling in my heart as I keep thinking, yep, 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 that's me, that's we me. We hate to look at how Jesus actually leads we his disciples. We don't like to think about this, how you started off. He'll lead us into a storm if it's for our eternal best. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because that is such, of course he would. Of course, of course he, he would. would. And it's... then he'll fall asleep if you're not calling on him. Right. It's like, look, I mean, this is really interesting because when God came to earth as Christ, Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, I need, I need to train these guys to call on God, but I'm with them. Yeah. So I guess I'll go to sleep. I got to give them some way right, right. to call on me. And so sure enough, they just battle that thing. They're, they're old sailors. They know how this, how this lake works. But those waves just keep getting bigger and bigger, playing out Psalm 107, where yeah. he stirs it up because he wants to melt their courage. He wants to get them to their wits end. Yes. And it's just so funny. God's in the boat. And he says, well, I guess I got to go to sleep because otherwise I would just be helping. Right. I, right. Need, to, I need to be in some state where they have to come to me, turn to me, and say, hey, God. Right. 
the eternal, I mean, he is just so good at setting us up all the time for those teachable moments. But this morning is just one of those terrifying truths about how he does it, which is, boy, we listen the most when we're uncomfortable and scared and we'll call out to him. That's when all of us, like his name's on our lips, but whew. Anyway. I was watching uh, Wonder Woman 84 last night. Oh. And uh, whew, what a stinker. But <laughs> uh -oh. it had the best little piece of wisdom in it. Right at the beginning, they're going through the mountains and there's a voiceover and it said something, blah, da, da, blah. And then it said, and sometimes we can only understand what we're learning when we come out on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And I went, wow, write that down in my mind because that's what God's doing here. Right. You, you just can't understand what he's teaching, what we're learning until we come out the other side. We go, oh my goodness, now I get it. Right. Well, that's how you do with the moral of a story. We're all raised on like, you know, fables and these little parables across all cultures because you, you go, what, what, what? You're listening and then at the end they go, and that's why you shouldn't cry wolf. And you go, oh, <laughs> I get it now, but right. he got eaten by the wolf, <laughs> you know, that was rough. Did he? I think in the real one, I think he did. I, I think they all... Well, yeah, if that's also, one of those grim fairy tales, I'm sure. Yes. And then the wolf probably got quartered. It's something, they're all okay. more uh, sinister and bizarre. Uh, we got a couple questions. I also wanted to say, you said something in first service that, uh, off the cuff, that I love, it should be the name of a sermon, was, because uh, you were talking about how uh, we wait till too late. And it's always at our wits end. We should pray at our wits beginning. Oh, I did say that. At the I like the phrase wits beginning because yeah, we that should is. Put, we should pray at our wits beginning. I should have remembered. Yeah, that. that's a literal. Uh, it's a. It's a because it is a. It's an actual point. I've never right. thought Don't about. Wait till your wits end. When you end. first think about it, when you first go, uh oh, that's your wits beginning. When you're starting to contemplate something, wits end is I thought about everything except this last thing. Mm -hmm. You pray at dawn, not at dusk, and I'm trying to somehow get to dawn wits end. Because okay. he <laughs> nope. big part of this church forever, Don Whitson. Oh, Don Shout Whitson. out to Don Whitson. <laughs> Don Whitson. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a little early with my question. Is, oh, is there a proper way to pray, someone asks. Some people say you have to do it this way. Me, I just have a little talk with Jesus, but I was told that's uh, the wrong way to pray. Sometimes I feel I pray by, year, I pray by years on my face or by my laughing when things are good. Good, or God knows my heart, I have a feeling. It's not good knows my heart, God knows my heart. Um, what do you say? Well, in a very loose sense, yes, there is a, there's a lot of wrong ways to pray. Yeah. You know, you wanna be doing it according to, you know, scriptural guidelines, but there isn't, what I really, what alarms me and uh, gets, gets me going, is when prayer is treated as though it's witchcraft or an incantation. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you're say, you need to say it this way. You need to use these words. Like, see, that was the Pharisees' problem. They thought religiosity could, con they could control God with religiosity. And so I love, I've had some big arguments in here with people about prayer when I say you should say if, if it's your will. Well, that's not, that's not faith. It's not faith if you say if. And I say, you know, you got to stand on it. And I say, no. Because if, if what you're standing on, you have belief in your ability to know all things, and this is God's will, and so I'm just declaring it will happen. You've elevated yourself above God. And in James chapter 5, it gives a great example where somebody says, uh, he says, uh, uh, you say, uh, 
today and tomorrow we're going to, and the next day we're going to go to such and such a place and uh, do business. And he says, now, all such talk is sin. You should say, if it is God's will, and if we are still alive, then we will go to such and such a city and do some business. And it's like, it just tells you uh, the right way. So see, so there's, a, there's general rules like that. Like you don't want to be treating God like a genie. And right. tell him, that's not a good way to pray. But you can't take it too far the other way and go, oh, I need to, if I don't say it in the right words, if I'm not in the right posture, if I'm not in the right lighting and the mood. Yeah. You said it. He knows the heart. He knows the heart. Yeah, 100%. So there's, the right way is whatever aligns your heart best to the scriptural guidelines. Right, right. With honest assessment of that stuff, because mm-hmm. that's tough, and it begins with addressing your prayer correctly to him, not you. Because a lot of the time, I think we pray, "I really wish, I really wish, I want." You know, these are the things that are to me, and I'll just ask God if He wants to get on board. And just but to say, to remember, I've made this point before. According to Scripture, the bulk of prayer is supposed to be us listening, yes, not speaking. Yes, that's called the uh, something of fools. The Sacrifice of fools. Sacrifice of fools. But when yeah. you go to the house of God, go to listen. And the way we listen, through his word. Yes. And so Bible reading is, is actually the truest form of prayer because that's where we're listening to him. And this morning, that's a, that's, a, that's a verse to write on your wall there. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Couldn't spell it out more. Right. There's so much theology that we try to get at. but What is faith? And what is faith? How faith having scriptures right in your heart. There you so go. So he can speak to you. Well, but it's so much more. Sure, yes. Mm, everything. Is it? No, but everything is <laughs> derivative. Like you can parse right, that out mean. from that's this. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, pastor said that not since Moses has anyone controlled the sea, but in Joshua 3, the children of Israel crossed the Jordan on dry land. That was a river. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not well, since, and the Sea of Galilee is a lake. Um, true, but if you read the story very carefully, the waters uh, there's like a landslide or something up at a city called Adam, way up river, and it plugs the waters, and so the waters slowly drain and stop, and then they can go across. Um, it was at flood stage, and it had a little something, something. Whereas at the Red Sea. It was, my point was never since the days of Moses was there such a dramatic moment where God made the waves do a thing. Yeah. And that, almost just the opposite, right? Because at the Red Sea, the waves went, (laughs) and stayed, yeah. But here, the waves go, huh. Yeah. Uh, And so my point, first, good job, you, whoever knew that in Joshua. You know, it's our old buddy. It's Brian, Brian Williams. Brian Williams, you get credit. Brian yeah. Williams gets credit. He knows his Bible. Yeah, at one point, put it on the wall. <laughs> um, anywho, that, that was uh, the dramaticness is what I was trying to go for. Oh, somebody said, uh, God leads us where God needs us, spelled with a K, like to work oh, on Oh, K-N-E-A-D-S. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That is good. Bread of life. Uh-huh. Don't loaf. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Satan can cause storms? I don't know if he needs to, because in this world you will have trouble. This mm-hmm. world is a broken place bent on killing us every way it possibly can. Um, then there's us, and our heart is so deceptive above all else, including Satan. And then comes the tempter. 
you know, but James makes it really clear. You're not, you're, you're drug away when you're, uh, what is it? When you're carried away by your own lust and stuff. Yeah. And so this whole idea that the devil made me do it. No, the devil can start a storm, I believe. I think he can start all kinds of things. Uh, but he can't change our will. And he can't in any way thwart the plan or purpose of God. You know, Satan's that dog on a chain. Everyone goes, how do you get in the garden? Well, he got in the garden the same way our guard dog got in the wrecking yard. Yeah. You don't want to mess with him. Right. But he served a purpose, and we kept him on a chain. And then we warned everyone, don't go touch the guard dog. And so you have something. Right. Something. That's an oversimplified version, but sure. But again, it would only be allowed if the Lord needed that. Right, right. And the Lord only needs that when it's for our eternal best. And so like with Paul, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys got to go down with a ship. I got to get you got a shipwreck on a particular island. I got a whole thing I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then with the disciples, it's like, no, no, we're just going to steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he takes from that. And then they land on the shore and the demon possessed man comes up and they're terrified again. That was that was like hell night with Jesus. That would make one of the scariest movies if you showed Uh it from their perspective. Yeah, because, right, that's the next thing yeah, they here. Land on They're the all shore, crowding on the, can hear the boat. Go, Who is this that we're with? Let's get. Let's because get. the Gadarene, he would scream. He would cut himself and scream yeah. from the tombs because it was a big <laughs> cemetery. Right. So when Jesus says, let's go across the sea, it's like, you have no idea where I'm taking you, boys, at night, uh, but to a cemetery. And so, big storm, loud, crashing. Yeah. Well, he has a dual purpose. Because if you read all the details of the story, you know that the moment he calms that great calm, they're terrified of him. And then, why are you so afraid? Come on, let's go. Okay. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you can hear the guy screaming from the yeah. tombs. Oh, sad. That's just a guy. I'm trying to go back to sleep, kids. Come that's on. A, that's a guy. I happen to have a heads up on this one, boys. Um, you know how we've seen people demon-possessed? He's got a couple thousand in him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should be some confrontation, eh? Uh-huh. And if they're smart, they're flipping through their Bible going, what's the next one that we need to be ready for? Um, okay. Uh, so is that, how bad can the wind be if the seagulls can still fly? <laughs> I, I was looking at that seagull and really wondering what it's thinking. Yeah. Is it thinking, hey, bring it on. And I'm giving it all my, hey, how come I'm not going anywhere? Yeah. Or is it thinking, how do I get in this predicament? <laughs> I can't do anything but keep flying because if I stop, I'm dead against that hey, wall. But there's us. That's us a lot. We're that seagull. Like, I don't, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's going to be okay. I think I'm making progress. If I make, I'm not really making progress. It'll, it'll die down soon. It'll die down soon before I get tired. Yes. I mean, and the sea, and the moral of that story is the seagull should have said, Lord, wake up and just help. And then the Lord would, here you go. All right. Put you in your nest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If we trust the Lord to have our best in mind to watch over us and care for us, Having been given abilities to navigate problems, how often do we pray too soon? Oh, I don't think you ever pray too soon because what you want to, you're not, you're not praying. When you pray soon, I guarantee you won't be going, help! When you yeah, pray right. too, too soon, you never pray too soon. What you'll be praying is, lead me, guide me, and he will bring thoughts to your mind or people along your path, and you'll go, Wow, this is a coincidence. I just opened my Bible this morning and it's like talking about the very thing I needed. Wow, I woke up this morning having a dream. Well, I, you know what? I was having coffee and this scripture came to mind. You know, I sat down with someone and they were saying that they just... Right, right. But don't, don't preemptively uh, 
pray for trouble that might happen. That's sort of the like, let today worry about today. Right, don't, right. Don't start going, well, okay, but in case my kid goes to this school and he meets some bad people and he falls with them, I want to pray right, for no. that and I want to pray for this. Like, no, you don't. I, my point was when something happens, yeah. I myself often, it's like the second or third thing on the list to remember to, oh, I should be praying for this. Yes, yeah. What I'm saying is the moment it happens, we need to try and train ourselves that something happens. Uh, as a response. I, I, as a response to it, I'm saying, Lord, be in charge of this. I don't know where this is going, but be with me. Walk yeah, me through it. Show me right. what I need to know. Uh, yeah, it needs to be our instinct. What did you say? It's, if it's not our first, it's too late. You actually said that, and I loved it so much I stole it. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah, no, it's, but it's... If it's not our first instinct, we're already getting out of the game. It's so true, and that's a convicting one because... It isn't. Like you said, how often do we wait? The usual time. <laughs> yeah, too often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think part of the problem is, at least for me, uh, not even recognizing a crisis until you're hip deep in it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, got, I can bail myself out of this one. Oh, this is just, this isn't a crisis. This is just this. Oh, it's just, it's, it's no big deal. I just, yeah, a doctor yeah. report, but it'll be fine. Right. And it's like, and then you go, oh, it's not fine. Wait, why didn't I pray before that? Right. You know, yeah, it's just no, that kind fair. of thing. Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, lead us not into temptation. Can you expand on how this prayer works with this sermon today? Lead us not uh, into temptation. Yeah, very briefly. And you're going to want, you're going to go way, you need to explain that more, but I can't because we don't have time. But there is also, in, there's an old sermon. You did the uh, Lord's Prayer mm -hmm. piece by piece. So there's some good stuff in there if you want to go back and look at the lead us not into, I think it was called, something like that. Yeah, not into. Mm -hmm. But also, something we just don't, I did not, I did not do this in that message. This is more a Q&A thing because it's looser here. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the Old Testament, you'll see that God says some very scary things about if you have an idol in your heart mm, mm -hmm. and you come to the Lord and, and pray, he says, oh, I will answer you, but according to the idol that's in your heart. And so he will lead you into adversity to try and get that thing out of you. And it's like, oh, uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.10, it's in the New Testament, where it says, to those who won't embrace the love of truth, well, he's devised a deep delusion in order to lead them to believe what is false. You go, well, that's mean. No, that's the quickest way to get them on their knees to return to what is right. Right, right. And so he allows this leading of what is false because you're bent on doing the wrong thing because you've got this warped, image in your heart of who I am. Right. So I guess we play that out. Yeah. And then you, and that's what I was actually describing in the beginning of this, that there comes this moment in the midst of a, a, a big crisis where you go, wait, okay, what I think about God isn't right because they died. Yeah. I thought if I had enough faith and it's in that moment where you go, who are you really? And what is my faith in? And what am I supposed to be realizing and looking at? And that's where God really starts taking care of those idols, starts cleaning house. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he does say he will lead you into bad stuff. If you have an idol in your heart that you refuse to give, you pervert his way, the double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And God says, I still answer you, but I can't get past the idol in your heart. That's called free will. Right. And, and the best way for you to finally and forever reject it is to sometimes rely on it and see what that fruit that you get from that so one is. personally, the lead me not into temptation, I think a big part of that is just lead me out of temptation. Um, not into is just another way of saying out of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or around. Um, but also, I think it goes deeper than that. I think it's a cry for saying clean house in my heart. 
Mm -hmm. I want to embrace truth. I don't want there to be an idol that's affecting the way I hear you lead me. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, I heard somebody talk about this some time ago where he was describing uh, this um, uh, commute that he had to make every day. And to get to his destination, he always had to go through this dark tunnel to get there. And he was like, I was never going to the dark tunnel. I was going there. But sometimes you have to go through the dark like places that. to get to the other place. And so he's never leading you there necessarily, but en route to that place. Sometimes you're like, look, I, I chose to live here. Well, the way to get you from here to here is I got to take you through that dark tunnel first. That's, you know, on you kind of from where <laughs> you chose to live. Okay. Um, Anything else? Yeah, actually a couple more people are, people are okay. on it. Uh, just read Jonah 1, two, one mm. and 2 today. Interesting that those sailors immediately cried out to their gods while Jonah went to sleep. Interesting to compare these two passages with one, Psalm 107. Wonder yes. if 107 was retelling of Jonah's story. I think it is. Ooh, good job. Who, who just won that one? Because that's I don't the prize. Have a name. That's the yeah. brass ring of the day. Tell us who you were because... That <laughs> you've got something coming. We should that, start giving out yeah, prizes. This that is, <laughs> is a wonderful bit of insight. Yes, I do believe Psalm 107 might very well be about Jonah. Also, you could do a whole message on the parallels between Jonah, the, the telling of the story of Jonah, and the telling of the story of Paul's shipwreck, and the telling of the story of Jesus calming. The, it's uh -huh. like all three of those got stuff going on. Jonah was headed toward uh, Tarshish. Oh, that's Paul at Tarshish. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, can a repetitive dream be God telling you something? I don't know how dreams play a part in God's messages. Um, well, join the club. Dreams, yeah, dreams should never lead us ever. But there are some comments in Scripture, like the Old Testament with Job. Um, you know, he says, I, he's saying it kind of in the negative. Um, I go to sleep to get some peace, but he's relentless. He, he chases me down in my dreams, and even there, mm. he's on me. And it's like, I don't know what dreams are, but I know everybody dreams. And I know, and I know God didn't do anything, you know, without purpose and reason. <clears throat> I have a feeling when we get to the other side and we can remember everything in perfect clarity, I think a lot of the dreams are going to fit right in with, oh, now, I, you know, you have to come out the other side to see what you're learning. I can't even remember what I had for dinner two days ago. <laughs> but you wake up on the other side and it says, we'll be perfect uh, what is it? We'll be like him. Perfectly known. and As we've been perfect. We'll perfectly know no, as, as we've been, been perfectly, perfectly known. known yeah. In First Corinthians 13. And I think, well, won't that be something if we realize, oh my goodness, you even were using dreams and giving me an opportunity to try all kinds of stuff out. Right, right. And playing out these scenarios. I never had to murder a person. Yeah. But I learned the... <laughs> had to. But <laughs> I learned... But, I mean, if he needed me to learn the lesson of... I never know, had to do it. I mean, for sport. <laughs> but, uh, boy, you ever have one of those dreams where you, you've killed somebody? Yes, it's like, wait, right. why did I kill somebody? Right. How am I, what am I going to do? Do I turn myself in? And you get to have the experience and without so, any of the fallout. I do not think we should ever look to a dream... To, like, I have it three times. Okay, God, that's telling me to do this thing. Nope. But I know there's uh, times where I've woken up from a dream and went right to my wife and said, I need to hug you and tell you I love you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bad dream. Yeah, I'm sure glad you're alive. You're here. She's <laughs> like, well, that sure did a wonderful, positive oh, yeah. thing. And so, yeah, I think he can use dreams, and I don't know why he wouldn't, and I think he created them for a reason that's kind of above and beyond us right now. Yeah. 
Although it's, you know, because I don't ever want to downplay the science that's going on. There's a lot of interesting science that might reveal something, oh, really interesting about it that God yeah. had built from the very beginning right, right. that might give us more insight. It might be something. And it might just be that dreaming is also one of the biggest analogies uh -huh. that God's ever given yeah. mankind because right. several times in the Old Testament it says it's just like a dream. And then it goes on to explain what is like a dream. Do you believe that bad things have happened to people only because God was teaching them something? Is it possible that bad things have happened to people because Satan was trying to destroy them? Um, <clears throat> it's, start with the second one first. We all agree with that. The bad things happen because Satan's trying to destroy us. The first question is the one that uh, is really an interesting question. Do you believe bad things happen because God is teaching us things? No, absolutely not. You know why? The Bible? Nope. Oh, I was getting nope. good. Because if it is a bad thing that happened because God ordained it, because it was for our eternal best, it's not a bad thing. Right. You've mistaken a good thing for a bad thing. And so we go, oh, uh, you know. It's that Romans 8.28 principle. You know, whatever it is, I got cancer and... Uh, and I made it through it and I've never been more aware of people and the sensitive and my love for and how short this life is and you go so was the cancer good or bad right you know and so when God ordains something for our eternal best it, I don't think on this side we could I don't think there's any way for us to label it good or bad all so to answer your your actual question is when I don't like something that's happening do you think ever those things we don't like are God yes I mean think of the cross Right. Think of how most of the disciples ended up. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.S. Was our friend Jenny Rents who gets the gold star? Jenny. Should have guessed. We could have guessed. She's on the ball. Those rinses. The rinses are. The rinses. Um, who wrote Psalm 107 and when? Oh. What's it? What's it start with? Anybody out there? What does Psalm 107? I don't know. It, I didn't preach on it today. Does it? Does it? I don't think it credits him. I think that's why I wondered if it was Jonah. I think it's an uh, an a, not an attributed. Discredit. They call yeah, those orphan psalms, by the way. Orphan psalms. Maybe are those the orphans we're supposed to take care of? Anyway. Not telling. Um, can lack of calm also be from unfamiliarity with the situation? Yes. All right, we're just knocking these out. But again, for sure. But again, it's still a barometer of trust, and trust is a barometer of faith, and faith is yes. hearing the word. Boy, I like that little string of logic. That is 100% true, and again, very convicting. And I think probably Let's a good note to end on. Yeah, I think that's okay. that's it. We, that was a good uh, good job. Way to texters. go, Jenny Rince and Brian Williams. Yeah, you guys are pip pip pip. I like that. Two that's fun winners. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so, everybody, get in that Bible, and I'll, we'll see you next Sunday. That's right. Bye bye. Love you. Love you.